From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, June 18th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. President Joe Biden yesterday officially signed into law the bill marking Juneteenth as a federal holiday. Andrew Kinsey has more on what that means. He called it one of his greatest honors as president to commemorate June 19th in honor of all the slaves who were freed on that day in 1865. But with Juneteenth being on Saturday this year, it's being recognized today with most federal workers getting the day off. However, you will still get your mail because the post office says it's too short notice to shut everything down in time. Meanwhile, here in Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine declared it a state holiday as well. That means most state offices will be closed. Most state employees will have the day off. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Governor Mike DeWine announced yesterday that he would lift the state of emergency put in place last month to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. Angela Reigert has more. On March 9th, 2020, Governor Mike DeWine issued a state of emergency. The actions that we take now will, in fact, save lives. Now that state of emergency is going away. But COVID-19 is not. We still are losing people every single day to COVID. And there really is a dichotomy. There's really a, a fundamental difference between your safety if you're vaccinated and your safety if you're not vaccinated. Let's compare the case numbers from when the state of emergency started until now. On March 9th, 2020, the state had three COVID-19 cases. As of Thursday, the state has had more than a million. The Delta variant is causing concerns, spreading quickly and easily. We have to be cautious because we can lose the ground we've made if we're not careful, if more people don't go out and get vaccinated, or if communities of individuals who have not gotten vaccinated have outbreaks. I'm Angela Rigard. The husband of a woman from the Columbus suburb of Westerville, whose body was found months after her disappearance last year, is now charged with murdering her. Olivia Eugenio has more with Westerville Police Detective Justin Alloway on the coroner's findings. Emily Noble's husband, Matthew Moore, was arrested Thursday morning in connection with her death. Noble disappeared in May of last year. Her body was found in September. At the time, it looked like a suicide. But now experts say that's not true. He said that this was clearly a homicide based on the injuries that were sustained and the mechanism of those injuries. He also gave his opinion that her body was staged to appear as though it was a suicide, and in his opinion, that was absolutely not the case. In Westerville, Olivia Eugenio. The current Speaker of the Ohio House has outlined the process to replace former House Speaker Larry Householder, who was entirely ousted from the chamber earlier this week. House Speaker Bob Cupp announced today that residents of the 72nd House District are eligible for appointment to what was Householder's seat. They can submit a cover letter and resume to hd72appointment at ohiohouse.gov by Wednesday, June 23rd at 5 p.m. The term for this seat runs through December 2022. The 72nd district covers Coshocton, Perry, and Licking counties. Householder awaits trial on federal racketeering charges related to a $60 million bribery scheme. As violent crime continues to escalate in Ohio's capital city, community leaders in Columbus are asking for a ceasefire tomorrow on Juneteenth. Yolanda Harris explains. Al Edmondson, the CEO of Making a Difference, is organizing the day in honor of Juneteenth. But there's no real gathering plan to stop the violence. It is solely being spread through word of mouth. Well, the ceasefire is planned to last from 12 a.m. Saturday morning until 12 a.m. Sunday morning. Organizers are hoping those 24 hours continue and that the conversation to find alternatives to violence keeps going. I'm Yolanda Harris. 
Ohio's Republican Attorney General Dave Yost says that overall, he's happy with the Supreme Court's decision yesterday to save the Affordable Care Act. Yost has said the individual mandate in the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional, but he does not believe that issue should cause the whole plan to be thrown out. The court did not rule on constitutionality, but said the states who sued did not have the legal standing to challenge it. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi lauded the Supreme Court's decision, while Republican Missouri Senator Roy Blunt was among those saying the GOP is running out of options to defy what they call Obamacare. Today's Supreme Court decision is a landmark victory uh, for Democrats' work to defend protections for people with pre-existing conditions. The Affordable Care Act gets constantly woven deeper and deeper into the system. It's eventually going to be pretty hard to unravel from the system. The final vote by the court was decisive at 7-2. to two. Ohio's state budget director says revised revenue forecasts predict an extra $3.3 billion available for lawmakers crafting the upcoming state budget. Here's Molly Brewer. The budget director told the Joint House-Senate Budget Committee yesterday that estimates call for an additional $1.7 billion next year and $1.6 billion in 2023 with the boost attributed to the impact of federal coronavirus aid packages approved in December and March. Governor Mike DeWine cautioned that revised revenue should be treated as one-time money and urged lawmakers to be conservative when factoring in the windfall. Molly Brewer, ONN News. The period from Memorial Day through Labor Day is known nationwide as the 100 deadliest days, and there's more concern about this period now. Will Uick has more with a state trooper from Cleveland. More than 7,000 people have died in this time period due to crashes involving teen drivers from 2010 to 2019. This year could be one of the worst yet. After many events and reasons for travel were canceled last year, there's a lot of inexperienced drivers logging miles for the first time this summer. Sergeant Santiago. Drivers that had just acquired their license or were in the process of trying to do so, they kind of got shut down and absolutely lost some of that experience and training time. I'm Will Uick. And this week, Washington Prime Group, a Columbus-based company that owns more than 100 malls nationwide, including nine in Ohio, filed for bankruptcy. Brandon Simmons reports from Mentor, where one of those malls is located. City leaders say they got a heads up. We were aware of it long before the announcement was made. City manager Kenneth Filipiak believes the Great Lakes Mall in Mentor is here to stay, one of the hallmark locations under the Washington Prime umbrella. The, the attraction to the Mentor market has remained and that'll continue. In a statement, Washington Prime Group said in part, the company has determined that the Chapter 11 path is the most effective step to resolve the company's outstanding indebtedness as we emerge from the pandemic, end quote. I'm Brandon Simmons. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.